Join me as I read from Scripture. I have that there. And it's a very brief reading. But as it is brief, it is also very significant because even the first four words of the reading, they have a lot to say. I thought of only preaching the first four words, but I can't do that. (laughs) But listen to and for the word of the Lord. In the beginning, God. Right there. Right there, there's a message. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty. And darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of the Lord was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light was good. Then he separated the light from darkness God called light day and the darkness night. And evening passed and morning came, making the first day. Verse 31. Then God looked at all he had made. And he saw that it was very good. And evening passed. And morning came, marking the sixth day. The word of the Lord. Today I wish to begin a new series, a series which still keeps us in the theme of the Holy Spirit. But I want to go into the Old Testament for the next few weeks because it is in the Old Testament that we're also going to see the activity of the Spirit, the movement of the Spirit, the Spirit moving in people's lives, in community, and in individuals. The Spirit is very active in the Old Testament. Rich Mullin had the good idea that stories of Abraham, stories of Joseph, Isaac, and Jacob, stories of Joshua, Noah, Daniel, Deborah, Ruth, and Rebecca, and so many others are stories to testify of God's involvement in people's lives. God's Spirit is involved in humanity. God's Spirit, let me say again, is involved in humanity. It was involved in the world before the creation. I love that, that, that verse that's there. And the Spirit, and the world was what? Void, empty, and disordered. That's what that creation was. Void, empty. Actually, the, translated into Greek, it was chaos is the word that used there. A chaotic, but then the Spirit of God hovered, brewed, flew over, hung around the deep areas. It is involved. The earth was formless and empty, but the Spirit of God moved ever so lovingly. So let's begin this morning as I introduce this series of the Spirit, the acts of the Spirit in the Old Testament. We're going to see some amazing stories as we go, but let's begin with the beginning. In the beginning, God. That's it. In the beginning, God. And that's the ministry of presence. That's the ministry that God is, that God is sovereign. So in the beginning, God. That's it. Isn't that enough? Think about it. 
God's plentiful, God's glory, God's sovereignty, God's grace, God's mercy in the beginning, God. So this spirit of creation, which I want to talk about this morning, this spirit that moves around creation, this spirit that responded to the word, let there be light, and there was light. How many of you do that when you get home? None of you do that when you get home? Is it me? I, I'm crazier than Tony. Because I sometimes get home and I said, let there be light. And I switched. <laughs> and I feel like God. <laughs> Not long ago, a, a couple summers ago, I was on Mount Pishkah up in the Carolinas. And we were at a, at a place called the Devil's Court. Don't ask me the story. It's too long. But I'm in the Devil's Court. And, and it was an amazing experience because I felt divine. Because we were at 5,000, maybe 300 feet up in the air, and right below us, there was a thunderstorm. I'm looking at a thunderstorm below me while I'm in the sun, and I felt like, how many of you saw Fantasia? Yeah. I felt like, da-dang, da-dang, and the lightnings were coming up and down. I know. It's wishful thinking. But you see, the first thing that the spirit of creation has done is to give us life, to give us that vitality, to give us that vibrancy, to enjoy moments in ridiculousness like that. It's life which God has shared with us. So the spirit of life, the first thing the spirit of God did was give us life. Can you imagine the same spirit, the same breath of God within us, God's DNA in us? Why are we creative? Because we are made by a creative God. Why are we loving? Because we are made by a loving God. Why do we have some kind of mercy because we are made by a merciful God. Why do we yearn for God? Because we will not find our rest until we find our rest in God. So think about that. The created God made us in His likeness, in His image. John reminds us that He came to give us life and gave it to us abundantly. Not just a little bit of life, not just a little bit of life to make it through tomorrow afternoon when I get my next doctor's review. No, it's life in spite of that. Somebody asked me this week if I was happy. And I think I answered the wrong thing because I said yes. They didn't think I should be happy. But I, I replied, you know, my happiness does not depend whether I am fed, whether I am dressed, whether I am loved or not. My happiness does not depend whether I have money or not. Oh, all that stuff helps, right? But ultimately, ultimately, my happiness really, really depends in my hanging out quality with God. Oh, we used to call that in our relationship with God. But the quality of our hanging out with God, that provides happiness because happiness does not depend on our circumstances. Happiness depends on our hanging out quality with God. Now, the spirit of life not only gives us life to our bodies and ourselves, but it gives us also life in relationships, relationships with money, relationships with one another, relationship with children. They all have a life, and God has the best way to function those relationships through God's life. Not only do we get that life individually from God, not only do we get that life to share in relationships, but that life is also given by God in community. A community of vitality attracts people. A community of hope attracts people. A community that manifests the life of God, the life of Jesus, the life of joy, the life of the Spirit amongst its members 
attracts people. Mr. Willard, who passed and is in the presence of the Lord, he, I try to get him, why are you hanging out here? He said, because of the atmosphere. Because when he walked in those doors the first time, people were smiling. People were talking to one another. My God, in the sanctuary. Yes, they were smiling. They were joyful. And he said, here there is life. So a community that receives the Spirit is a community that becomes in life, in life abundant. That life is not for us to enjoy, but it is to share with others. But this same Spirit of life also gives us, blesses us, not only with God's own life, but this is the one that some of us just can't understand. God blesses us with design, with order and harmony, okay? And I'm intently looking at some of my OCDs. Life blesses us with order. And God said, let there be light. And then God separated the light from the darkness and called the light and then called the other side darkness. So God orders God's own creation. It gives meaning and vitality. It gives vibrancy and significance to the life that God has created. God gives us order and harmony. But this order and harmony is at three levels. This order and harmony is, is at three levels. It has to do with us, with ordering our private world. As we were dealing with, with the issues of soul keeping in that month of guarding the soul. Because the only way our outside world can be successful, the only, world that we can, the only way that we can witness successfully outside of ourselves is by having our inner world organized. One of the most important keys for any college student is organization. One of the most important keys for anyone trying to do, be successful in life is self-discipline. We don't like the word self-discipline, but ordering our private world requires self-discipline from within, requires self-discipline from without. And it is very important that if we want to be good witnesses, that we work with that guarding of our soul and we work with that inner self because the only way the outer world is going to work for us is that if our inner world is in harmony. Jesus said it in the words that we've said here before. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world outside, but if you lose your inner world, if you lose your soul? Christ's Spirit dwells within to bring order in our inner life. And with that order in our inner life, then we can testify of a design God. But that, is, that order is also brought in relationships, the second dimension. In relationships, we have families. Our, our system, the DNA of God in us requires us to organize in some way, shape, or form. Some organizations are healthier. Some organizations are not as healthy. But from family all the way to government, it is a tendency of every human being to organize ourselves in some way. And that is why we have an organization here in community in the church, the third dimension, not only do we organize our inner world, not only do we organize our relationships, but we also organize ourselves in community so that we can be a, a, a significant beacon to that community outside and they will come and find fresh water. They will come and find fresh air. They will come and find a smile, a hand, and love from God. The spirit of creation does not only bring and gives us with abundant life, 
and divine order for our souls, relationship, and community, but also creates, brings, and desires for us to have, listen to this, peace. The Spirit of God, the creative Spirit of God has blessed us with God's life, has blessed us with sharing with us the order, the divine design of God, but also with the peace of God. And when I'm talking about peace, I'm not talking about lack of conflict. I'm not talking about just being at home, relaxing, chilling with the TV, or the new word that I'm learning, chillaxing. Chilling, relaxing. I think that's chilling to the nth degree. So I'm chillaxing. It's difficult to spell. <laughs> but that's not peace. Oh, chillaxing with, with, with Mozart or Schubert or who knows, Mark Anthony in JLo. <laughs> or 50 cents. That's not what it's about. The concept of shalom, as God explains it to us, as it is in the Old Testament and transferring to the, to the New Testament, is the concept of wholeness, well-being. It's the idea of having a sense of well-being with God, with ourselves, within ourselves, and a concept of well-being and wholeness with others around us. This morning when I walked into the choir room, I thought we had a new choir member. And I'm standing behind Miss Kate, but I didn't recognize Miss Kate. Who is that lady? And then I saw through the glasses, Miss Kate, she has a wig. But that was wholeness. She feels whole with her. <laughs> She's going to kill me after. <laughs> but the concept of wholeness is well-being with God, well-being with self, and well-being with one another. Now, I want you to do a little exercise. In the back of your worship guide towards the area where you have your sermon notes, When I was very young, I read that verse. Somebody read it to me the way I'm going to share it with you. And it gave me a lot of peace. It gave me a lot of peace. Um, Stacy, can you do me a favor and bring me two worship guides, one for Marcus and Tony? They came in a little later. They don't have one. And I want them to have one because we're going to do this exercise together. Thank you. And the idea is that in that, in that verse, we have taken that verse from the Bible, and uh, we're, we're going to read it like if God is reading it to us. You see, yeah, the earth and the creation was all chaos and in disorder, but would you be kind to put your first name in that first? Actually, so it's write your name in each one of the three lines. And this is how it should read. My, mine reads the following. Really interesting. And then I want you to think about that verse when you have your name in it throughout this week. Because it should speak to you in many ways. And this is what I read when I read it. 
when I owned the text for myself as God speaks to me. And it says, And Edwin was formless and empty, and darkness covered the soul of Edwin. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of Edwin. Then God said, let there be light. Now, interestingly enough, I didn't finish the verse there because you have to know what happened afterwards, right? And God said, let there be light, and there was light. Get it? Will one of you be brave enough to read it out loud? One of you. Linda. And we answer, and there was light. One more person to read it, please. Go ahead. And there was light. One more person from this side. Miss Grace. Oh, no. Mar Maria. Miss Maria. Maria was formless and empty. And darkness covered the soul of Maria. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the soul of Maria. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. Let us pray. God, you are light, and you bless us with your spirit of light as we come together as your community to this beautiful moment of communion, this moment where we share the table, your table, where we come around it symbolically to remember your creation, to remember your redemption to remember that you are a God of light in our darkness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.